Thank you for listening to another episode of According to Kevin in 11. And these episodes, Kevin broaches topics ranging from politics, aliens, sports, and anything else that captures his imagination. So take a couple of minutes to consider what he has to say. Maybe he will strike a chord and it will spur on new thoughts and possible actions to take. Without further ado, here's your host, Kevin. Greetings. For this episode, I'm going to try and touch on a few different topics as they all relate to the pursuit of happiness. I have been doing a lot of thinking around the idea of the pursuit of happiness, as it is stated in the U.S. Declaration of Independence as penned by Thomas Jefferson. During the time of the Revolution, the phrase actually meant the pursuit of a meaningful life, of a life that provides a person with a sense of satisfaction that what they are doing is worth living for. In today's vernacular, <laughs> using big words there, Kevin, I think some may take that as chasing after being happy. Either way, I think we as humans do really want to be happy. What I think has gotten lost in translation over the centuries is what happiness means, and not just culturally, but as individuals as well. This past weekend, I got into a conversation around a contest happening in Louisville around gun violence. The aim is to see what ideas are out there that may help address the situation. Unfortunately, with a mass shooting and a couple more individual shootings in the city, this is a much bigger issue that keeps it in the forefront every day. Then seeing the news regarding the other senseless acts of aggression for no reason other than what a person looks like or believes in, it is also sickening. The few of us discussing this all had various ideas from various people's experiences and backgrounds. The topic went straight to violence in general, not just gun violence. There was the idea to throw money at the problem, perhaps more money needed for foster care as many of the suspects are younger people that get involved with gangs. Another came up with its the GOP and their lockstep alliance with the NRA and gun manufacturers. Someone mentioned that the gun lobby and manufacturers are at the same point as the tobacco companies were a few decades ago. Interesting observation is both of those are either something that brings the person great joy, let's face it, shooting off a gun at a gun range, especially a machine gun, is a rush, for tobacco users that sense of calming from nicotine. Ah, but the converse, being both have the ability to kill comes down to the mighty dollar, I suspect. Both support communities with jobs and line the pockets of shareholders as well as Congress people. It does make it difficult to make rash changes. Each has their own merits. What struck me, though, is no one really wanted to take the subject down to the very basic reason for either. Why does someone need something? I think it comes down to how it makes them feel, in most cases, a false sense of happiness. You can take it further and say just about anything outside of the individual is to attain a sense of happiness. Look at the house I live in. Hey, the car I drive. The position I hold at my job. The people I associate with. The leisure activities. Yada, yada, yada. These all cost money. So how do I get the money so that I can get these things that will bring me happiness? So how do I get the money so that I can get these things that will bring me happiness. If there is a way to make a quick dollar the easy way, bring it on. When I see the gun violence reports and they bring up the suspect's identity, background, etc., 
Their motives may be cloaked in some manifesto or outright hate, but I have to think that in most cases, if not all, that it comes down to happiness. For the past couple of generations, I have to say the older generations, the boomers in Generation X, handed the millennials in Gen Z a raw deal. We have left them with tales of being latchkey kids with no parental supervision in the home, as most went to two-income households, so out went parental role modeling. They are being inundated with technology like never before, so out went the all-day playing outside until the street lamps turned on due to the plethora of video games. Getting together at a mall has been funneled down to shopping online and sending texts to each other, so no in-person communication. The staring down of environmental meltdown looming on the very near horizon has got to get to the younger generation's sense of hope for the future. And the issues go on and on. So many were left on their own and wanted to be a part of something. And let's just face the plain fact that there are inequalities in the ability to get ahead due to economic forces in the urban areas, those relegated to reservations, and for those not of white privilege. The media and Madison Avenue advertisers keep shouting out the need to look a certain way, the need to have the latest gadget, the latest fashion and shoes. The music industry with songs that promote certain lifestyles. Professional sports with their overpaid players and the politicians with their ideologies of how to fix things just are missing the mark in my opinion. What's a young person to do? Gangs are one way that young people feel they belong. They see some members with nice cars, money and respect and that goes a long way to feed the ego. Since mom and dad are not able to be home, their role model may just be a gang leader who takes them in, makes them feel a part of a family, and starts to show them the ropes. The scent of money is a wicked evil and is very controlling. But that sense of family and belonging to someone, something somewhere equates to happiness. But if that young person doesn't have a group to hang with, then what? Isolation? Hours behind the keyboard, surfing online and reading thoughts of others in the same boat. They don't fit in in their community, but the online community accepts them as they are. They can hide behind the monitor and keyboard and be whoever they want to be and see how they are accepted. Many become fine actors, harboring several identities all at once to see which one is the most popular. They can lash out anonymously about anything online and feel a sense of power and purpose. If they start to get a ton of likes, wow, instant gratification, which equals happiness. But then for many, if it doesn't go well, well, what's the alternative? In many cases, it's lashing out, either at a group of people that hasn't accepted them, or the sense of no hope and ending it all, as the pain and suffering are just too great to bear. It's a state of affairs that hasn't gotten any better, so what's one to do? I don't know. Isn't it great? I think there are several things that can be considered to start to make a change. One of those is a serious look at the justice system and how laws have been crafted. I would love to see the laws of this land get an overhaul against the litmus test of, does this law infringe upon the right of the individual in their pursuit of happiness? I would have to say that a great majority of the laws have been twisted to benefit those who have the mighty dollar, as opposed to the general population. As long as what you are doing does not infringe upon my right to happiness, is there a law broken? 
Certainly, we would have to look at all forms of exchanges in contracts, earnings, communications, etc. But what does it do on the bottom line of happiness? If someone wants to smoke, okay, let them. It brings them happiness. But when that starts to infringe on someone who doesn't smoke and wants no part of it, then common courtesy should take place and guidelines set up to allow both to have their needs met. In the public, the rights of the individual in regards to race, sex, religion, age, ability, etc. are not reasons to exclude someone. All should be able to enjoy a public space equally. Now, if there are folks who want to privatize clubs, then that's on them. But they would not have any right to claim benefits of being a nonprofit for tax reasons, because that would be infringing on the rights of the individual for happiness. But again, we are right back at the mighty dollar for someone to be happy, right? Happiness cannot be sustained by outside influence. A person has everything they need to be happy in their mind. Joy and bliss come from the soul, not a Benjamin. There are countless stories of people in third world situations where they have nothing, literally nothing, yet they can still smile and find their joy. So in those cases, it's not possessions. It's what they hold as an idea in their heart, soul, and minds. Ah. But in the land of the free, we have advertised our way far out of that ideal. So what are the things someone can do to help foster their own happiness? What is it that is so elusive for so many? Why does the news always foster the negative instead of the positive? Oh, except for those quick 90-second feel-good stories like a bear swimming in a pool. Because the crap sells ad space. Nah, <laughs> right back to the mighty dollar. This topic has brought even more thoughts to surface, and I will venture into those in later podcasts. But for now, I sincerely hope you find a bit of happiness each day, and every day that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. Enjoy the small things. I wish you well.